right. Hi, everybody. It's Hello. Drea and Yaz. Hello. We're here. We're here to reporting to you from the home that the majority of our team lives in. One of us is outside of London. Mm-hmm. Hello, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we call this place the Junto Den, NYC, which is our house, and it's also where we host events, um, and it's located in Brooklyn, New York City. So... For those of you who don't know, Junto is a media community tackling... Human relationship with technology. <laughs> We're rebalancing it. Yeah, from both ends, the online and the offline. We're not going to get too detailed into Junto right now because the point more is to talk today, but um, you can visit junto.foundation online to read about this project and meet some of the community and watch some cool videos. So... To describe today's topic very broadly, we're going to talk about the intersection of the internet and culture. So we're here with Kelsey Abels and DeVoy folks. Kelsey is a tech and art journalist. We actually met Kelsey because she attended high school with Drea, and both of them are from Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. Kelsey recently graduated from Columbia University, and she writes about a lot of things from the firsthand perspective of a sudden coup in Sri Lanka to the ins and outs of internet art communities, the latter of which we're going to probably focus on today, although the other story is very interesting. Maybe we have time for it. Um, She's currently on the editorial team at an online art magazine called Artsy, where she writes about the overlap between art, technology, and media. She recently recently published a very relevant article entitled The Rise and Fall of Internet Art Communities, which we like to joke is basically Junto Market Research because it is so relevant to what we do here. But yeah, so we're going to take a look into how some of the internet's early vibrancy could impact the way we think about using the internet and the tools with which we navigate its networks of humans. We also have another amazing friend here, Devoy, who is a musician and a DJ. Um, we met him at a wonderful cafe, Soul Sips, in Brooklyn, um, a vegan cafe, and he basically carries beautiful vibes throughout mm-hmm. the city and knows a lot about music. So we want his perspective from the actual like art community perspective because he's very involved and I think he has a lot to say about how the online impacts that whole world. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right, so I'm just going to kind of follow these questions and see where we end up. Anyone is welcome to ask a question. This is a very open kind of situation here. Great. So, hello, hello. Hello. Yeah, why don't you guys say hi? Hey. Hey, it's DeVoy. Hi, it's Kelsey. (laughs) It's Drea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Drea's getting over a cough right now. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Kelsey, what drew you to the intersection of art and the digital world? When you go online, so much of the experience is visual. It's a really natural overlap, but one that's really under-recognized in a lot of ways. Um, I think that, you know, within art history, which I studied in school, like, there's this hierarchy of, like, the kinds of art that is worth thinking about and the kinds of visual stimuli that you, like, elevate to high art. Kind of looking at our surroundings is really important and sort of, like, taking this art lens and interpreting, like, why things look the way that they do. And I think that that has not so much been applied to the internet because the internet is so visual and because we spend so much time there, I think that it's worth sort of applying an art lens to it. And I mean, so much of what's on the internet is also art. So, I mean, we're constantly in this process of content creation, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Tumblr. And so I think that there is no reason that that content shouldn't be treated as art and taken seriously. Okay, how does... Yeah, it is interesting. Because I know you know a lot about the history of the early internet, and especially mm-hmm. how like cultural communities kind of started to congregate mm-hmm. on the internet. Could you tell us like about that? The vibe of the internet in the early days, there were a lot of barriers to entry. It wasn't just like you open a phone and you click on Safari or whatever. Like I think that you had to really learn how to navigate it. It was a very active process of getting online. So I think the people that were drawn to the internet in its really early days, like in like 
even pre-browser. So like the browser got popularized in the mid nineties. And before that there were bulletin board systems and there was some like really early email and mm. the people who were drawn to it were definitely, they were a very specific type of person who was really invested in being there and was like invested in getting something out of it. Mm. So I think that that lent itself to like a really creative kind of community with a lot of like collaborative discussion and a lot of sort of like thoughtful interaction in the internet, just mm -hmm. because it wasn't surrounding us all the time. It was really a place that you went to go and right. you went to engage with. It's more intentional. Them. Not taken for granted. Yeah, it was a very intentional um, yeah, way of going about the internet. And I think also the internet was so much clunkier back then. Like, you know, everything was slower to start, but it was, mm -hmm. it's very streamlined. It's very corporate on the internet mm -hmm. today. And there's this kind of pressure that if you're going to put something on the internet, it needs to be this complete product and it needs to be fit to your personal brand that is like, you know, synchronized between like your Twitter and your Tumblr and your Instagram and like all of them align in this like one unified aesthetic. But I mm -hmm. think that in the internet's early days, I mean, you were just a screen name, you know, babbling in a chat room. And mm -hmm. like, there was just this endless room for like exploration, sort of like being in like, you know, a messy studio. Right. Whereas I think as mm -hmm. the internet, you know, got more polished, got more streamlined, sort of these these big five websites kind of took over. I think that it changed the way that we right. interact with the space. Mm -hmm. Cool. So that kind of relates to deviant art, which I read about in your article, but could you tell us a little bit about that and kind of like how that was playing a role in this more mm -hmm. studio feeling of the internet? Yeah, absolutely. So deviant art um, launched in 2000 and it's really interesting because it's actually an overlap between the music community and the art community. So it's, a, pla uh, it's an, a platform, like a social media platform. So deviant art is an art sharing website, okay. but it's sort of pre-social media. I mean, I think live journal was around back then, mm -hmm. but deviant art, um, you can have, like, profiles and stuff, right? And, like, on you can follow people. And, like, yeah, so it was actually one of the first websites that kind of created that, like, profile follower following model. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it was sort of born out of this internet that was previously dominated more by, like, forums and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. which aren't as, like, community-oriented. But it was started by these three um, guys who had met in the MP3 community, and they were actually really interested in as skin. audio? Like yeah, MP3? yeah, like, like let's trade MP3s. Yeah, so they really <laughs> into these um, chat rooms, IRC channels, internet relay chats, which is a really like early internet thing, and they were really interested in skinning. And so skinning is when you take um, like a pattern or a template and you like decorate your desktop with it. So like your MP3 will match like your calendar skin. It was like a really customizable time online too, which is also another interesting thing. But um, and so they wanted to launch a website around skinning. So they launched DeviantArt as this website that was all about customizing your desktop. So it was like art that lives literally within your computer screen. But then from there, they sort of realized that like there was no space to share more like general arts. So they moved towards like digital forms of art, like illustration. And then once um, photography improved and digital photography became more accessible, then they sort of started using um, like more traditional mediums started popping up there too, like drawing and painting and stuff. Cool. Mm. Wow. What do you guys think about the introduction of social networks to the online space in the context of creating art? Well, I think that, like, art is sometimes an escape from, like, the scary social world. So when you mix the scary social world with art, it can mm. maybe make the art less helpful, therapeutic, and vulnerable. So that's kind of a scary idea. Yeah, like you're gonna sort of censor yourself almost unintentionally right. when you know that if you know you're gonna share something you. like that and you know yeah. who's gonna see it but to piggyback on what you said like um like the most genuine art that i've made is definitely by myself and sharing it is just like a whole process for me that i think about like is it really what i want to be sharing right now and, and i know it's coming from a genuine place mm -hmm. and 
not all of it does get shared, but that doesn't mean that any is more valuable than the other in a way, just because it's like with the introduction of social media, like for me personally, I see it as something that kind of, it's like a feedback mechanism that not, that doesn't necessarily work in my favor all the time because it's like, I see people putting stuff out and it's like, oh, I have all this stuff. I could also be putting it out, but it's not necessarily what I want to be doing. Like in my, and I guess that's also personal opinion. Like different artists will work differently on how they want to share their art, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at different times, I feel like there's different phases of like wanting feedback and then going through phases where you want to be more isolated. Yeah, yeah. Like isolation and sharing can be like, um, like a, a seesaw kind of. Mm-hmm. And you got to find a balance for you, I guess. Yeah. I think that it's also like the move towards social media on these like really streamlined platforms like means that by sharing your art you're not just sharing it with artists or like fellow like like-minded people it mm-hmm. means that you're sharing with like your best friend from third grade's cousin too or like mm-hmm. you know so many different people so the feedback that you get on these platforms is really different than like in the earlier days of the internet when it was really s- small communities that were really interest oriented and interest based like your work if you're going to put it on Instagram is going to live alongside like dog photos and alongside influencers and it just changes the experience of it yeah and also the way in which like the platforms are built is not as conducive to long looking because Mm -hmm. these companies are obviously incentivized in a way to kind of keep you scrolling past things and if you want someone to take time with your art I feel like I mean, as someone who's not, like, a working artist, like, I cannot entirely say, but I think that you might want someone to spend more time with it than Mm -hmm. just scroll through it. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And it's, like, the the mechanism for, like, um, the algorithm, like, to affect your psychology on these platforms kind of is is not meant for, like, longevity, you know? It's, like, it kind of leaves, and, like, Mm -hmm. you don't get a chance to find, like, really fine-tune and, like, understand someone's project unless you're really invested in it in the first place yeah mm-hmm. which can be like it's up to you but like like you said on the platform there's like a lot of different mediums like not just like creative arts but just like just general lifestyles sharing you think within the music community there's more um there's an it's easier sharing online like it's less on what, what sorts of platforms are you using like with with me there's definitely like soundcloud is a good example okay do you get feedback on soundcloud Yes, SoundCloud can be great feedback, and it's like you can, it's like a community sharing, it's like a forum, but like, for Mm. music, really. Okay. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about the internet sort of returning to its forum origins. I was never active on forums, but I think that's an interesting. Mm. And forums also have, like, this longevity to them, too, that you're speaking about. Like, you know, Instagram is just motion, scrolling, it's scrolling. Forums have this sort of, like, it feels like really building yeah, something. Yeah, because you yeah, are, like, exactly. going into things. The depth is like, there, and you can find it. Like, whereas social that. media is kind of just, like, it's way more fragmented. There's, like, a depth of, like, building there, like, different profiles, but, mm-hmm. like, like you said, the scrolling mechanism on that is kind of, like... It keeps you on, like, the surface level for yeah, so exactly. long. It, doesn't, it prevents you from, like, getting into the other. I was even just thinking, what if, like, a if you were in a gallery, and the only way that you could look at an artist's pictures were to, like, swipe through one by one? Like, it's literally, like, the most limiting way to, like, structure art. Mm-hmm. Like, the other day, I was thinking about posting, like, a bunch of, like, drawings from my notebook, mm-hmm. and I was, like, 
thought so long about, like, which one I should do first mm-hmm. that would get people to, like, scroll through. And then I was like, oh, should it be, like, a slowly descending one, like, best to last? So by the time they get there, it's still, like, enough fuel. But it's just, like, I'm spending so much time thinking, <laughs> thinking about, about weird things that it's, like, that's not the origin of, like, the art that's trying to, like, fix the problem. Like, curating for that platform. Yeah. Which is just, like, there's a purpose to it, I guess. I understand. I've been there, you mm-hmm. know, but it's, like, it's, like, it's just... Fickle, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like the idea of a social network for like artists is actually super awesome and useful. Like you have a place to share what you're creating, and you have a place to discover what other people are creating. But it kind of puts you in a weird place the way that the platforms are designed, because you end up having to think about things like that. Like how can I get people to like see what I'm doing rather than just mm-hmm. like sharing what I'm doing mm-hmm. um, and having people discover it more organically. I think it's really interesting. Some of the artists that I've talked to for a few stories have spoken about like how the medium impacts the kind of art that they post on it, sort of like what you were saying. And I've heard from multiple artists that Instagram, to, in order for a piece to be successful on Instagram, it has to be very simple. Mm-hmm. And I just think the ramifications of that so could be... so sad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting. Whereas something like... Tumblr because you experience it more on desktop and desktops are bigger and it's mm-hmm. more of a like you're sitting down and you're immersing yourself in the yeah. desktop experience allowed for a bit slower processing of images mm-hmm. and then in like I mean in the really early internet when it would take even minutes sometimes to load something More I mean photo, right? yeah then you're inevitably going to be spending longer with images because like you're investing in the image loading for you to look at it. Even if it's only a couple seconds. I mean, we load images in milliseconds now. It's like no investment. Yeah. You see it for like half a second and you're like, eh. Yeah. Like I remember the, this actually didn't make it in the rise and fall of internet art community story, but it was so interesting. The founder of DeviantArt told me that in the early days of DeviantArt, they actually had a feature that you could pay for where you could load more images on your screen at once. So if you were like a pro member, like, you know, when you're shopping and it's like you see 10 images or you can see 20 or you can see all mm-hmm. like DeviantArt would have that, but you'd have to pay to be able to see more than like 50 at once. <laughs> and he was like, and people would pay for it all the time because, you know, it took so long to load the images that to have more to look at and to like, be able to open them all in little separate tabs from yeah. one big like dock of images was actually a worthwhile <laughs> investment. We don't even wow. think about that now. So it's interesting, this idea that images are just so quick and we just, Mm -hmm. like, fly past them. So then I'm wondering about, like, text online, like, longer pieces of writing. Mm Because I've been noticing, I'm not sure about you guys, but on Instagram I've been noticing more people writing longer captions that are Mm -hmm. kind of more of a narrative Mm -hmm. form. I mean, Instagram isn't really designed for that, but... About this a lot, but (laughs) let you guys go. Mm -hmm. You should just say whatever you're thinking. (laughs) Personally, I think it would add... I mean, it adds a lot more human humanity and humanness to my experience with social media. Drea and I just recently created a Finsta, and there's about 22 to 25 close, close friends following it, and both of us have been posting just, like, longer monologue things. Mm-hmm. It's almost like having a journal space mm-hmm. that your friends can respond to, which is kind yeah. of the inspiration behind the pack and the den on Junto, but I feel like it made me just feel more at home using yeah. social media to be able to actually write my stream of consciousness and not be like mulling over it and editing it so much the way that I would if I were to post a longer piece of writing on my, oh my like God. public Instagram, right. you know? That's so like, real. It's like you think about it too much. It's like my it, general idea yeah. is definitely going to be filtered through to the people that would really understand it and like mm-hmm. appreciate it the most. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's like so. a media collective kind of right. idea. It's like we're all publishers mm-hmm. and like we yeah. kind of choose what kind of account we want to work through. Right. I think it's really, you've noticed a trend of people writing longer 
captions. I find that really interesting. Maybe just... I think I have. Yeah. 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 In a, like, in a way, I almost think it's, like... Well, at least for me personally, I don't know. Language has changed a lot since, like, texting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the way that I, like, write and think has shifted towards, like... Like, I feel like I think in lowercase now at the start of sentences. That is, like, a nice space for social media because, in a way, you can kind of just, like, abuse it and be like, well, it doesn't matter if it's not perfect. So Mm -hmm. here's all of my thoughts completely, like, you know. It's also, there's, like, I think that there's so much to be said about, like, the positively reinforcing reactions we get from our close friends when we're posting longer narratives Mm because, like, feeling confident about something really just comes from, like, feeling like you achieved whatever you want to... Mm-hmm. describe a success with like that action you know if I posted mm-hmm. something that was meaningful or like really real or referring to something that's more specific than an Instagram photo of what I'm doing like mm-hmm. and then someone responds to it being like hey this is meaningful like that's almost enough to feel like hey I could do this again and that's yeah kind of what I've been missing with social media for the past couple of years and I think it has kind of like caused mm-hmm. a rabbit hole of not wanting to be really open just out of fear that people won't receive you the way you want to be received or won't mm-hmm. actually respond to you. It's really interesting thinking about Instagram as a medium and like how it encourages or discourages this kind of long text reflection because I do see it as being really photocentric and like I have veered towards writing like literally two word <coughs> captions just because yeah. it feels Sacred. like trying too hard or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it feels yeah. safer to write something shorter but I'm much more drawn towards and I think I would, I would do better if I was explaining my photos, maybe. Right. Yeah. But it's also, like, the way the platform is structured. And I think that the way it's structured actually influences the aesthetics of it a lot, too. Like I said earlier about, like, simpler posts. But also, like, your photo takes up the whole screen, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when you mm-hmm. scroll through Instagram, mm-hmm. it's, like, very there. And so the more text you write, the less it seems kind of linked to, like, the photo. And I wonder yeah. if that's... And there's, like, the, obviously, like, show me more mm-hmm. about it. And I wonder if that's, in some way, a choice by Instagram to kind of... Yeah. I don't know. Mm lead people towards yeah. shorter writing it's cool to see people images. rebelling against that though because i have seen yeah. some posts where like the picture has absolutely nothing to do with the writing mm-hmm. and it's i don't know it's kind of funny and refreshing mm-hmm. to yeah see like the, the medium does in some ways confine you but also it creates an opportunity for people to just deviate deviant <laughs> art <laughs> here we go we're coming back i do think that um people are tired of this sort of short experience of the web this like Mm -hmm. quick twitch experience Mm -hmm. and I do think that there is I also hope because I love long form writing that (laughs) there is going to be a turn towards long form towards um yeah drawn out thinking online I think that we're definitely moving in that direction hey have you heard about Junta we have long form posts (laughs) I know (laughs) one thing I'm really excited about is this idea that like it's almost like a google doc sort of situation where Mm -hmm. you're you have the opportunity to write longer text. Maybe you can change the color of certain pieces of the text and then you can embed images in certain locations and there's just Mm -hmm. a lot more flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I think just... Having the so, I'm so excited, I'm so excited too. Yeah, yeah, like having like some a baseline. Personal that's, journal. Yeah, exactly. Having a baseline of just total flexibility. Like this is a white blank like thing, mm-hmm. and you can do anything with it. There would be way less of this cycle of like repeated ways we use social mm-hmm. media, and so perhaps everybody would deviate yeah, a little like bit more. Dynamic mm-hmm. communication. Yeah. Because when I think about it now, it's like yeah. whenever I make a post or think about making a post, it's like based on what it how that platform exists, and mm-hmm. it's like. If I can, like, add my own kind of flavor to that in a more creative way, I feel like that would be super beneficial for everyone's, like... 
outlet to be kind of expanded rather right. than like compressed yeah. into Instagram's like yeah. format. I think everyone yes. would be happier, honestly. <laughs> also, I, go ahead, Kelsey. No, no, I was gonna say like just to. I'm just imagining a promotional kind of situation for a show or a DJ set that you're doing. Like, imagine right. if there was, because usually people do a flyer right. for an event, but you no, could it. have, like, a written piece of text that, like, preludes the event, and it adds this whole element of, like, this is the energy of oh, this. You know, there's so there much that could be that done. There are people that are successful that do that. Like, I have yeah. a friend, my friend D, and she always has the most, like, profound text to go with her <laughs> space of images that's and it's beautiful. like that's amazing it's literally she's probably one of my favorite people d digs shout out to d digs yeah d digs <laughs> i think that this gets at a really interesting idea um about sort of the homogenization of the internet and this move towards like away from um customizability mm-hmm. um i think that in the early days i mean the founders of DeviantArt, you know they cu- came together to customize their desktops and i think that you know, you look at a platform like Instagram, a platform like Facebook. I mean, what happened to different fonts? Like, yeah. you can't change the color of text. You can't no. change the size of text, everything. Wow. And I think that, I mean, wow. I, I used to spend hours on Defont.com when I was, like, 12. <laughs> because I just loved, you know, changing text to kind of match the meaning of what I was saying. And, mm-hmm. I mean, these platforms, there's so little room for flexibility. And if you think mm-hmm. about it across all of the big tech companies, it's it's a very similar logic. I mean... Apple is notoriously not customizable. I mean, there's really nothing you can do. Yeah, to like change. the jailbreaking phone thing. Oh, yeah. I used to do that, like, and it was fantastic. Yeah. But now that it doesn't really exist much. Yeah, so. like the digital world has just been totally, I mean, aesthetically sterilized yeah. in a lot of ways. Wow. And I think that this move towards, you know, being able to reshape your digital reality is a really, really important. Yeah, and it would probably slow everything down too. Like it would just be more time spent caring about one specific thing. And then when you discover somebody's content, you would actually spend time observing it because it is this dynamic thing that takes a different form than the last thing that you came across, you know? And it's not like forcing everyone to fit the same mold. Yeah. Which is just going to be better. Even like as simple as like a Facebook profile, like your photo is in the left and then your banner is up there. Like it's just so, it's so inherently limiting. Yeah, Yeah. right? It's just like, it's it's old. You know, we've been using it and especially we're exposed to it so much. What are your, what do you envision slash what are your hopes for the future of the internet? Maybe these are two separate questions. Would Hopefully you, they're not. Hopefully they're not. Yeah, you're right. I feel like they go right. together. They do go together. Go where, together. Like, where do you think it's moving and where do you hope it's moving? Is that yeah, what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, they are separate. <laughs> Let's start yeah. with where do you think it's moving? Because, okay, mm. the shifting of the internet and how humans communicate on it is inevitably happening, and I think it is a byproduct of redesigning the technology we use, but also it does rely on, like, humans being consciously aware of how they use the internet and the platforms. So, but yeah, so it could go in a really great direction. Mm-hmm. And at, which I really hope it does, but I think it's not only on the creators of technology. I think it's a global conversation mm-hmm. that is being had. But I do yeah. think it is going to get there. It might take a little bit. It's also like the internet yeah. is everywhere. Like mm. it's in like cars, it's in like maps and navigation. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like when we're going and like browsing stuff so it's like yeah. it's like tech just coming to be like hand in hand with human life in yeah. a way um, I hope the internet is heading back towards surfing though yeah because yeah, nobody surfs the web anymore scroll the web you right. scroll the web that was my story you scroll the web you don't surf the web so what does surfing I read the web look like <laughs> it looks like having a bunch of different places to go and like being able to you know 
click around and find stuff yeah. and feel like you're on an adventure as opposed Switching to being to on some wave. track that is, you know, fueled by capitalist incentives by corporations, you know, mm-hmm. like being yes. able to like go from one web page to another web page and to be well, in a whole different universe. Website? There was a website that was like that, you know, and you just click and it discovers oh, your interests. Uh, oh, scramp. Oh, wait. Um, started with an S. Is it the oh. one that like you can shuffle to a random like Yeah, and page? it goes through like a bunch of different yeah, things. Yeah, what's that Yeah, it was a couple years um, ago. It kind of phased out starts though. with an S. I forget. Someone listening to this will know immediately. Yeah. yeah. Is it still around? It should be. It yeah. is. I just haven't used um, it. I'll think of it. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's stumble it upon. Stumble, stumble upon. upon. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And the idea, for those of you who don't know, the idea of that was you just basically go to, you go to this website and you click this random button and it just takes you to this random page. And it's a whole variety of things from written things to like compilations of images, random funny video, mm-hmm. this amazing music, like really meaningful, blah, blah, blah. And it was great. There were like really cool quotes on there sometimes, and it was right. really exciting to keep clicking the like the random button and then have a whole world that you can explore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is, I mean, there is a whole world out there on the internet, but we're streamlined on to these companies, yeah. you know, and like they don't want you to leave the exactly. website. They're making money by you yeah. being there. Okay, well, final question: What do you think a platform like Junto could offer for communities to communities in the offline world? Knowing people <laughs> and knowing people that care about certain things mm-hmm. and then people mm-hmm. who are like going to be... You mean meeting people who care about what's relevant mm-hmm. to what you're sharing? Yeah, and especially like being able to collaborate on things. Real world communities, yeah, totally. Um, especially like going back to the forum thing, it's kind of like a new wave of forum. I, I can see it being like, like you said, like meeting up with people with similar interests as you and building upon that. Because, like, that's really, like, in my life right now, that's really what it is. Like, meeting different communities and coming together and, like, building with them. In offline spaces. In offline spaces, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's way more important than any kind of, like, Mm -hmm. social media thing. But it kind of, like, adds to it, you know? And if it can, like... um, Social media adds to it. Yeah, it does add to it. But it's not in the best way that it could be. And there's definitely a need. And something is, like, waiting to be thriving in that space where... It can be like more organically um, useful. <laughs> yeah, useful and like. Yeah. What's the other word I'm looking for? Like brought up, built mm-hmm, organically. Yeah. yeah, rather than keeping us within the technology, yes. using the technology force rather than. What's the other way? How is it using us? It's just using us. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be used. I want to like yeah. Use it for me. For and life everyone. in the physical offline world. Like, um, yeah. Sometimes we we used to say things like "oh, for the real world yeah. life," but then we were like, "wait, technology and using social media is and the internet is the real world." So we started switching to saying "offline" versus mm-hmm. "online" world because we don't even know that that dichotomy exists anymore. But like in the really plain terms, yeah, like right wait, now wait, we're what offline. dichotomy doesn't exist. We're not offline. We're not offline. Yeah, we're using. I mean, this we are. We're about to, This is going to be online, but we're not online at the moment. Are we though? We're not like streaming, but yeah. we're doing it for the intention. We're of using that. technology, but we're not. And online. so it's already weaved into this whole experience. So mm-hmm. then, what would be the also Drea's phone could ring right now, and then we'd be online. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, wow. you're right. You're right. We're always online. But like, the, if just the idea that we're like anticipating being online at some point influences how we're behaving now. So like, we're right. always in a way living for the times when we are yeah. online. Yeah. See, we're in the dark ages. It's gonna get yeah, so much. I've actually seen totally <laughs> that. In the dark ages? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're on the it's uphill right now. It's we're on the both. uphill. You know? I think there's a lot of chaos happening in the world, but there's a lot of really, really good I, stuff happening too, which mm-hmm. 
basically large communities of like-minded people with um, similar visions coming together with like but the intention about, to create something. And also what like the intention to create, but then also like the completion of the creation. Like maybe yeah. in the future that process will be so much more streamlined where like I could find someone maybe online hopefully in the future who could like help me with like a very specific thing. Like you were saying like a very niche like kind of thing. Yeah. And like Oh that could be God. so much more streamlined in the future. Whereas right now we're it so we're so focused on like the search of like how will I find like communities who will like accept my art. Oh but like in the God. future, I think wow. that part that process will be like yeah. faster, and then we'll yeah. be at the next phase. And yeah. I think so we'll just be making more crazy. stuff, which is cool. Because yeah. like because you know if you could like have like say with that VR example, right? Like if there was a camera of something you were working on, or like um, and you could like be in the same place, and it would be like in that world like that piece and somebody could like mock mm. something mm-hmm. or like even an audio somebody could like help you make something mock yeah. and like record something you'd be there that's with them cool. yeah and it's like in the yeah. same space at the same time but like whoa that's yeah I, wow I was gonna say I feel like I could like help so many people too with like just small things with mm-hmm. like art yeah. like in a short amount of time like that'd be awesome maybe you could even get paid for it <laughs> I've definitely read people saying that this is the dark age of the internet like we've created this massive thing and we just have not figured out how to make the most of it or how to manage it or anything yet and once we do it'll be better but i think that the the stakes will get higher for Mm. potential exploitation of the internet too gotta stay mindful like oh yeah exactly stay mindful (laughs) yeah well on that note (laughs) be present in your offline reality and 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 your online reality yeah Someday, infinite scroll will be unethical. Infinite scroll will be unethical. There'll be a law against it. Yeah, right. Even if there were a better platform, like, would I I experience the trigger to go to that platform less? Like, would I? I don't know. That's a good point. That's the the concern, right? That we'll just have a new iteration of the internet that's just the same logic dressed up differently, and then we'll all buy that for, like, ten years, and then we'll be like, oh, wait, this is bad, too. Yeah. Then maybe eventually we'll just get rid of the whole internet. (laughs) It's gonna be all internet. I don't think that it's gonna die. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, for next time. (laughs) All right, guys. This was great. This was great. That was fantastic. Thanks for coming into our home. Yay. As always. Later, y'all. See you soon. (laughs) Do, do, do.